Hello and welcome to Bluebells Forever, a podcast with interviews of Bluebell dancers past and present. Join Sherry Lewis, a Bluebell herself, as she leads us on a journey through story and experience. And now here's Sherry. So today we have James and Kathy Taylor, and, T and Kathy, you're just always going to be Kathy Minetti to me, but <laughs> before we even get into this, I just have to say, like, I've interviewed uh, Liz Elliott and Leslie Bandy, and I just did Liz Larkin, and, and you were the ones when I came in just so green, like, I think a lot of us come in, like, thinking we're the top in our little town in our studio, and then to come into this massive show with so much talent that you always would stand out to me as far as like your performance and your energy and backstage. You just felt like you were very effervescent, like always. And I think I would just kind of, anytime you came into the dressing room, I would like always want to be paying attention. But I just remember, I'm going to give, I don't know if I've shared this one before, but just, I don't know how much I knew about stage presence. Like you would do your recital shows and you know, you get a solo when you're a senior. And I don't know who I ever saw to like emulate, but I remember watching you and just knowing there was something different of how, why out of a hundred and something dancers, you always, no matter where you were on the stage, would always catch my eye. And so I don't think I was trying to copy you, but I think I went, oh, there's more to this. And I, you probably don't remember this. I feel like people have said things to everybody we've interviewed that that person doesn't even remember saying, but how it changed them. Like I remember when I was going, I think I was in the show like a week or so, and you purposely came and told me, you said, you have such great stage presence. And I think I probably had my mouth open <sighs> and I went home and I wrote it in my diary that Kathy Manetti said, I have good stage presence. And I think what it did is it even made me want more. Oh. It's like, oh, this is a thing. And I think, you know, you pick people in the show that you, that there's something unique of how they are in the wings that takes them on stage. They don't just, you know, go from being like crabby backstage, which you can do that. Right. And then turn it on. There was something of just your, your presence was, was always, it just felt so authentic and oh. not like putting on a character. Oh. So, and then James, I remember in the show, but I think because I, how a lot of times that, that size of a show, you just don't really get to meet everybody. So I would love to just hear, uh, first, where are you right now? Because I know you're on my little camera on right Zoom. Now, but. Right now we're in Beeville, Texas, because that's where my mother lives. And we were living in Europe for six years and then came to Los Angeles for four years. And during that time, James's father became ill. And then also my mother's husband passed. So we decided to be closer to family so we can take care of them because my mother's 83 now. Yeah. Said I'd take care of her. So that's why we're oh, here. Okay. Um, we were able to book our show out of anywhere we lived. As long as you had a computer in an airport somewhere, you know, you could get yourself from point A to point B. Well, yeah. No, my dogs are barking at your dogs. We did it back going back to saying about uh, about how you know how you perceive me. The reason why I think I was like that was I just loved to dance. I just loved it. I loved everything about the M. Jim Grand. Um, the costumes, the sets, the the everything, the choreographers. Um, I just loved the whole process. So you were totally like in it appreciating every bit of it. Where did we found out in our pre-interview chat that, that we grew up like maybe what, 40 minutes away from each other? Well, no, I grew up in Puyallup. I live in Seattle, but I grew up in Puyallup. Oh, okay. So Olympia is maybe 20, 30 minutes from there. Well, I, I, was raised, I was born in Seattle and I was raised in Olympia, Washington. But I remember okay. the Puyallup Fair every year with the scones. Oh, yeah, yeah. We would do our little dance, our ballet numbers at the fair. That, that meant we could get into the fair for free. So that was, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty much ready for the MGM Grand because I've danced at the Puyallup Fair. So I, 
So, uh, James, where did you grow up? I grew up in Northern California. Um, my father was an Air Force captain, so the, um, the first year of my life we were around, and then four or five years in Spokane, Washington, and then he uh, resigned from the Air Force and moved to Redding, California. And I went through my grammar school um, years in high school in Redding, and then I went to Chico, California for college, and from college I went to San Francisco, California for the San Francisco Ballet. From, from San Francisco Ballet, I went to Reno for the MGM Grand. Mm -hmm. What? So, where did, so what was your dance training, Kathy? Did, and you I, trained oh, in Olympia? Yeah. Olympia, Washington, and I trained with Virginia Woods and also Mildred Keller, Bobby Keller's mother. Yes, oh my, I remember. Yeah. Because we didn't do competitions. Like kids know all the studios now more through competition, but I felt like then you only knew your studio and there were other dancers somewhere. But places that we would go, the Kellers would perform, which I need to see if I can get Bobby on here or Joni, because they were known like they're contortionists, like walking right. up the stairs with their feet first. And so right. you, right. you, oh, because they were just like, and then when I got to the show and saw them in the show, I'm like, wait, this is familiar. These are the Kellers. Oh my gosh, these are right. the ones that. <laughs> Right. So you, you trained at both of those places? Yes. Uh, uh, Virginia Woods gave me all my classical ballet training, jazz and tap. And then, of course, we attended all the DEA seminars and had you know, taught techniques from so many different teachers. And my yeah. teacher was very good about making sure that we got out and got different techniques. So that was exciting. And then Mildred Keller was my acrobat gymnastic coach. Did you do contortions? I was a contortionist. You yeah. were a contortionist. Okay, that makes more sense also for right. how that could go into a dodge in a different way than if you only did ballet. Yeah. yeah. So I know you guys are like different points, but coming towards the center, which is Reno, <laughs> um, what, what even uh, made you go to audition or had you heard about it? What did you actually know of like the show business life when you grow okay. up? Okay. I was, I had actually quit dancing in in San Francisco and I was managing a restaurant and I kept hearing on the radio uh, this this show with a hundred of the most beautiful showgirls from all over the world. Yes, I'll be polite. <laughs> <laughs> Any, anyway, uh, so when the show opened, uh, some friends of ours and as we we traveled up to see the show and um, I thought, wow, they got all those dancers in there and it, it doesn't look hard, you know, compared to what I was doing before so I found my way backstage which I shouldn't have been able to do and one of the saw one of the bluebells about halfway back and said who you know who do you see for an audition and then she turned around and escorted me to uh, Bernard Kroc and that's how I had the audition arranged in August of 78. Wow do you remember what the audition was like how hard it was or well, I, yeah, I talked to him, and and uh, th this is the this is the other thing is I hadn't danced in I don't know six months or or so and maybe closer to a year and I'd asked the guy and I told Bernard I wanted to audition for the principal and and everything and I went okay so he gave Steve Reese was uh, um, a singer at the time but used to be the boys line captain and he says Steve teach him da -da 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 -da. and I went okay so he taught me a section of uh, top hat number I says is there anything I need to warm up for you know pirouettes or anything you know I guess I haven't done them in a while like that, it was, oh, no, nothing. And then Bernard came out with this combination that had me do triple pirouettes on the dawn on the or both sides. 
like that. And Steve goes, I never saw anybody get audition doing that before. But uh, I don't know what happened there, but it was probably because I said I wanted to audition for principal. And I decided I was, you know, I didn't have a problem still at that point. But but bad bad side, I think once or twice, I may may have uh, fallen out out of the triple. But then from there, he says, okay, you must, you must lose some weight. And if you do, you will have the job. Come back in two weeks. And, you know, you, you know, have to lose weight in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was two weeks. Maybe it was a month like that. But I think he was just holding off. I really wasn't that much overweight at all, really. Um, but I went, okay, I'll, I'll lose some weight. And, and uh, I didn't do much. But there used to be a... Um, a steam bath place, a natural hot springs on the way into town on Highway 80. So I came up early. I went in there for like an hour and a half, like that sweated everything out, like <laughs> didn't do water or anything, walked in and got on a scale. So I was like, you know, eight pounds lighter or something like okay. that. It was like, okay. Oh my gosh. And then, walked oh. out, then I walked out and got a drink of water. <laughs> Did you get hired into the show as a principal? No. After they made you go all through that? No, I got hired in as course boy. Yeah. Did you feel like, okay, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get that principal. Or were you just happy for the job? Oh, I, I was happy for the job. But in my mind at the time, uh, I felt, you know, I could easily do a, the principal role. And because te- I had the, all the technique and everything. Yeah. But I also was shorter than the principals too. So that was, that was a big holdup. For well, me. And also, I'm sorry, but you have to remember that the principals had already been hired. There was no opening for principals. Yeah, they don't just leave right away, don't no, they? they stay don't around leave. for a while. Yeah. Well, so Kathy, oh, the principal, and then Jerry Tassin. I think I think it was Jerry that took Stefan's place when Stefan left. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but how I got the audition? Yeah, well, like what made uh, you even did he know? Okay. Well, Bobby, Tony, Bobby and Tony Keller were in the show, and Bobby knew, you know, had, t- had trained me as well. So he called his mother, Mildred, and said, you need to get Minetti down here because there's, you know, there's so many dance spots, you know. So, um, yeah, I flew down, and they put a spare number on me. I had a square spare, and I just was up with a group of people, and somebody said, oh, Don Arden said, hey, Minetti. He called me Minetti. He says, show me something. <laughs> show me something? Okay. And I had character shoes on, so I just did round off back handsprings <laughs> across the oh. stage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that got a so then I got a number. I was number six. Yellow six. Because when I talked to Liz Larkin, she also came in, like it, it was already cast, right? And then you guys came in like after everybody else had been. Right. Oh, did you feel like you had to kind of earn, like oh, work absolutely. harder to make sure you, okay, because they're already cast, so you don't have a, oh, Exactly. Wow. I, I didn't necessarily have a job yet, yeah. but I didn't have a, nobody gave me a combination and, and watched me and, you know, all of that kind of thing, you know. Um, you just, your back, your round out back, back handspring was your audition. They gave me a number. Wow. <laughs> that doesn't happen anywhere else in life. That's, that's a very unique sentence right there. Wow. So do you, so you came in at the beginning of the show and then James, you came in after it had been running for a while. I right. came in during rehearsals. Dur- oh, you came. Okay. So how do you, how did you get told you at the job? Do you remember that? 
Um, I know I had to go into Bernard Kroc's office and of course, you know, pass that audition with him. He had to yeah. speak with me, et cetera. And that was pretty much it. I was told I would be a tall nude and uh, that was it. I was and then you were just rehearsing with them already. I was put in a group, which is C and, and I was C, yay C. So C, it was at Sherbet's and that was um, at Crawford's. Crawford was our dance captain. Yeah, I am. Yep. She's who. Hot well, cross. Well, well, I wasn't a Sherbert. No, not originally. We, I was top hat. The big, not top hat. The okay, because I can see. I, it's like everybody knows their number in row. And I'm like, I thought I was a yeah. C. Maybe I wasn't a C. But I did Sherberts as well. I mean, I did. I okay. Swung. I was a swing, so I I swung everybody and everything. But How I was originally, originally the big hats. Okay. Oh, big hats for San Francisco. How soon before you were a swing? Like, had the show been going for a while, or did you get put in there? Um, I'm trying to think. Let's in see. rehearsal process? For a little while. I was in for a little while. But I always came in early. I was always normally, the, like, the first one in the theater. And then when James came in, I would come in, uh, usually the first one, because I come in four hours before show. Really? To do full ba ballet and work on point and, you know. Oh, my gosh. And makeup and, you know. Um, I took it pretty seriously. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. How old were you then, at this point? I was, I originally, 18. well, I just You're turned 18. 18. I had just turned 18. Because you turned 19 just, right after I got there. Oh my gosh. I was thinking like, yeah, like you're taking this serious at 18. Yeah. Like yeah. that kind of helps when we hear more of your story that like, of course, that just feels well, like that's. When I came to the theater, I saw James and I didn't know him, but I saw him across the way doing like a, a Russian ballet bar and nobody ever came in and did a full ballet bar like we did. So anyway, yeah. I. Yeah, we wound up doing warm-up together eventually mm -hmm. and then started dancing together. Yeah. And I know you're married, so there must have been some romance somewhere that got you to this point. Like, what was that like? Did you guys just start out as friends or flirtation? Well, we friends and then started working together. And then, yeah, we became a, a couple, fell in love. Well, the first time I was introduced to Kathy, <clears throat> it was by her husband, Vimy Kruger. <laughs> I, was, I was hired to take Vimy's place in the show and I went oh okay and I was not all the girls looked the same to me they I came out of the Barbie doll factory they all looked the same so I didn't pay much attention to it because I knew I wasn't going to remember you know which lashes were Kathy and which ones were CQ <laughs> and which ones were so th that was fine I was introduced to her a couple other times before um, too but then I'm doing clowns with Quimby and Quimby comes up to me and he says, Jemima, side story real quick. Adrian LaPeltier gave all the boys gay names. So yes. mine was Jemima. <laughs> and I, nobody called me James at the, there. I was called Jemima. <laughs> David was Daisy May and the other David was uh, Davina. I remember, okay, yeah. Okay, Davina, Steve was Edie Adams. Steve Adams was Edie Adams. And uh, so on and so forth. I can't remember all of them, but we all had, Adrian's name stuck to everybody because when they were called into the office, they were called by their gay names. I remember Quim Quimby, yeah. like not knowing his real name for so long because like, yeah. that's, an in that's an interesting name his parents picked out for anyway, him. Anyway, I'm sitting there <laughs> in my, my fat clown outfit and Quimby's in his clown outfit and he goes, Jemima, come here, come here. Mendetti's pissed, let's watch. So Kathy was sent to the back row of the tiller line because uh, she wouldn't lower her kicks. 
<laughs> and as we all know, to be a tiller line, everybody needs to kick exactly the same way. But yeah. she thought everybody should kick oh, higher. Oh, I was a rebel. And so anyway, <laughs> you're peeking through the back upstage right corner of the curtains watching. And I, I saw Kathy kick with her foot going behind her head each time. And then she did a, a, a rambrasset flexed her foot and knocked her hat off and had to leave because of costume malfunction. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. You're demoted because you you're kicking yeah. too high and you're like, um, I've even heard like tone it down on, on, you know, like you don't, because you, other people are like, damn, now we all have to kick that high. If Kathy does yeah. it, well, which I is so that. good to have those people because it raises the game. But if you're told, Hey, knock that off. That's, that's kind of sad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, from that point, from that point on, I knew who Kathy Minetti was, and I followed her back to the dressing room and asked her if I could fall in love with her. <gasps> like, you actually said that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh, I love you guys. That's so great. <laughs> Kathy, how was your response? Was you in your well, clown I just laughed. Well, why oh, not? She, yeah, she said, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> I got nothing else to do this week. <laughs> so you were already married, so this seems a little scandalous. How did you work that out? Well, what happened was, I, I think his last name was White. I don't remember his first name, but it was a... Uh, it's your husband. David, David, no, it was Vimy, Vimy's friend, Vimy's, Vimy's partner at the time. And he came to me and asked me if I would marry Vimy because Vimy was Lucy. South African and they were going to deport a lot of the dancers. So I was 18 and single and crazy. So, so <laughs> I, I married Vimy and uh, we, we wound up uh, living together in the same apartment. Um, and uh, then eventually Vimy went to Florida, I believe it was with uh, Mike, was it Michael White? No, 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 it wasn't Michael White. Anyway. Something White. Uh, anyway. Ken White, so, uh, White. So we stayed married until when James asked me to marry him, I called Vimy and I said, Vimy, I've got good news and bad news. Um, I'm getting married and bad news, I want a divorce. <laughs> so we, we took care of it. Everything oh was taken care of. Legally. Well, and you said they did, they came and checked, right? They were starting to crack down because they, they were they figuring were it out. They were because after Vimy and I uh, got married, a lot of the people, a lot of the people were trying to hook up and, and get married so that they could get green cards. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it was pretty hairy carry there for a little bit, but it was always exciting. Life was never boring. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So to, you guys got, did you ever dance together in a Dodge in the show? Not in the MGM show. Not the MGM. Not the MGM. The first, I danced with everybody else, though. The first time we danced together in a Dodge is when we went back down to my college. And Harold Lang was the instructor there, along with Mike Medill. But you probably never heard of Mike, but you might have heard of Harold, because Harold was a Broadway star in a show called I Can Get It For You Wholesale, which Barbara Streisand got her first ingenue role in. Right. Really? So anyway, that, that's, the, that's my kind of dance roots and everything. So we yeah. went down and did an adagio for... Harold's, um, I don't know if it was spring production or fall production, but right. so we choreographed a piece together, and that was the first adagio that we had done together. Kathy, before you came to MGM, had you been doing adage work? No, uh -uh, because we didn't so, have any boys in our company. I mean, I we would do pot, we would do promenades and things, but we didn't have boys big enough or strong enough to lift any girl. Um, so you're coming in to swing, but you, you got to swing all the principal roles. So you were doing like lifts and all that. What was that process like for you? Were you just I like raring it. to go? I just scary. I loved every minute of it because I just loved to dance. I enjoyed it so much. Um, and anything that would push me to another level was a plus for me. 
So if they said, hey, can you work with so-and-so? Yeah, sure. Let's, let's figure it out, you know? So yeah, I got to work with everybody. I got to dance with Mitch, um, mm. Ben, Ben, uh, Night and Day. I got Beautiful. to work with Rodney um, in, um, uh, oh gosh, what was it? The San Francisco, oh. the... In your eyes. Smoke gets in your eyes. Oh yeah, beautiful. That's what it was. Yeah. Smoke and but that was Leslie Bandy. That was originally her number yeah. with Rodney, right? Yeah. But when Leslie they offer something, um, they would put me in. But so I got to really do a lot of. I got to do the the uh, space curtain one where yes. was space yeah. that was exciting. Um, I just I loved it. Whatever wherever they needed was somebody, Irene, I was Irene's willing number. to. Yeah. Irene's film. but any number that they um, wanted me to do I was willing to do it yeah so within a week you could be doing like every track and you said you even swung in like some of the lines too right did you even you were oh, yeah I would so you were a pony a bluebell a tall nude yep. a principal a yep. singer yeah well they I never sang but they but had you me, got swung in the Debbie DeCudro's space queen they had me yes her costume and walked down one time <gasps> that's such an <laughs> elegant beautiful short people you know, so how did you guys, how did you end up doing a Dodge together? Was it just now you're dating, like we want to do this? Because it sounds like you guys were so disciplined and so we hungry started, for this that you made started, your own way. Right. We started working out together and taking class together, doing ballet class together. And then we just started doing very simple lifts, uh, back drape, sit lift, things like that. Some people call it the torch. Um, and the interesting thing is there was, we weighed two pounds difference of each other at that time. I weighed 138 pounds, and you weighed 140. Yeah, well, maybe it was maybe it was 144, but I, I was pretty skinny by the time when we first started working because I kept working out and losing weight, and and so at that I, I got down pretty low. So at that time, proportionately, we didn't look right together because of the I was heavier, 138 pounds. I. I eventually, the, the lowest weight I've weighed in my career, when we worked for Andy Williams as his opening act, I weighed 104, where I was oh way God. underweight. I was just uh, almost anorexic. Yeah. Um, we were touring, doing his European tours and, and two shows, a matinee and an evening. And with that kind of work schedule, you know, I couldn't yeah. keep weight on. So, but then I finally got my weight back up to a good weight. Right now I weigh 120, which is perfect. I feel healthy. I feel thin enough to still wear small adult leotards right. <laughs> <laughs> oh i long for those days i long for the weight that you and you thought yeah 140 yeah. sounds amazing to me right now <laughs> so because it's weird to even think about weight because i think some people do it as dancers too you know we think about it probably more than well what i was going to say because i was heavier we had to develop a different kind of technique in all the lifts it, we could i couldn't just we couldn't just depend on Strength. Brute strength. We had to learn a technique to get the lifts in the air. We had to work together. And turn them and come in and out of them. And so we learned a real, our own strong adagio technique. Yeah. James, did but, you do partner work before you got in the show? Or you, was that part of your, company. so you've done it in a ballet company. So you had some head start on lifts and how to teach them and maneuver. Because it's not just a lift, it's how you get up and how you prep and yeah, but still in the ballet company, uh, there was basically um, two lifts that they did, or three lifts. There was, there was, a, you know, a drape, a two-arm drape, or a one-arm drape, or uh, a sit lift to the shoulder, 
just that those were just the basic ballet lifts and if you were really and uh, an arabesque lifting the girl in arabesque it's all simple basic basic stuff we did in the ballet company yeah. i didn't see my, my i didn't see you know when i saw mitch and jillian the first time i was like wow that was just You're wow so and then, elegant then bobby and joni came on after that and went holy <laughs> wow they well, were then there just, comes your contortion training so yeah. you guys were kind of rebels that like you where where and when did you work on your lifts because i like that start part of your well, story we, we too we kind of waited we wait well we were told that we couldn't do any lifts like in between shows and whatnot because of insurance reasons i yeah. i understand that because well, that was after we started working we've been working together for a while then they were told not to for insurance reasons so anyway what we did was we again rebels uh, we waited until everybody cleared out of the theater after the show came down, the second show, and then we would start working for a couple of hours. So we didn't get out of there until like sometimes four in the morning. Wow, that just, that's the whole like bookend thing of you guys showing up, doing, getting to the theater early, doing your full ballet bar, and then staying after. Like that's a unique kind of discipline and also feels like a, uh, that desire oh, is more where people can just be like, you know, we're getting paid, we're doing a show. Like why, why well, work this hard? Is, I think to take our craft to another level. So did you, did you guys propose of you guys ever getting to work together in the show? Or it was like, if you're not, if you're not hired as this, you don't really ever get to do it. Right. No, they, I don't No, They never let us work together in the no. show. No. So what, when you ended the show, like Kathy, you said you guys ended pretty close at the same time, probably the way contracts line up, but you both had decided we're going to go do something else or you wanted to we do more of that. Can you talk about that transition? Sure, we auditioned for Jerry Jackson because we'd heard he was opening a show in Acapulco. So we put together a little routine after hours. And, we, and during the daytime, he had rented a studio. So we went and auditioned for him and he hired us on the spot. As yeah. an Adage team. As an Adagio team for his show. But wow. it, was, it was Les Stevens, the singer, who made the connection because I didn't know who Jerry Jackson was. And he said, kids, you give me a picture, get a picture. So we gave, we had a photographer was sitting in the audience when we performed at Chico for Harold Lang, like I told you about. There was a nice picture. We still have it on our wall at the studio. And so we had a copy of that. And let's look at that. And he goes, Jerry's going to cream his pants when he sees this. <laughs> <laughs> and and let's send it down to Jerry and told Jerry to, you know, hire him. So Jerry called up. And uh, that's when we put the audition together. And I went out to, um, I think it was Ken Malone Studios. I think was the name of it. Yeah. Uh, it was, he had a, a little studio in an industrial uh, section, you know, metal buildings and things. And so I rented his studio for an hour to do, to do the audition. Yeah. And the audition lasted about five minutes. Really? Well, we routine. We did our little routine. Did our little, so hello, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. This is what Jerry we got. said, okay, click, well, when click. are you available? And this is where it's at. And this is what you'll be doing. And we flew down to Acapulco and... That started, that bump started our career. Yeah, together. Yeah. Because I just but remember it, the fun thing of the shows is you'd hear all the other shows that were out there because I only knew that show. And then to find out, like Acapulco was always talked about. I did Puerto Rico, kind of like somebody said, there's a show. We got hired over the phone because basically if you're in a blue belt, you, they kind of figure you know your stuff. So you don't usually have to do a big audition. Right. I feel like there were so many opportunities, but Acapulco kept showing up and I kept thinking one day I'm going to get there. Right. What, what was that show? Was it like, a, like how big was the cast and what was the, um, was it a hotel the environment? The first one was called Say, Say Fantastic. Fantastic. Say Fantastic. And it was in progress when we joined the show. 
So we went down to replace a team that had already left. Right. And um, cast members, Tim? Yeah, there was uh, originally there was four four male dancers. I think it was I think it was eight female, and uh, the team the team and a singer. Right. But one of the male dancers left, and for budget reasons, they didn't replace him. And I ended up doing chorus numbers too um, to fill in for the boys, and also to work with Kathy. But Jerry, working for Jerry Jackson is what really gave us our serious training because his shows are fast paced. And when yeah. you're the team, um, if you're not on stage, you're changing costumes really fast to get back out on stage. And when the team is on stage, the chorus is changing. And that's yeah. how fast paced his shows are. And some are like on stage with the chorus too, but we did like his number in, we, we were in, had 13 numbers in the show we did for him in the Bahamas. Yeah. 13 numbers in an hour and 17 minute show. Oh yeah. And were they all adagio or were you lifts like and kind of skill work? Lifts and everything. And when we were on stage, we were throwing skill work. Yeah. Right. Was yeah. it, cause I feel like those shows were funkier. Like I remember that was so appealing. Like, oh my gosh, you're just dancing hard and sweating. They were, fun because they you were got higher to do, energy. You got to yeah. do characters. I mean, one time I was Sadie Thompson. James was a preacher, a preacher. And he winds up with this flock of, of church people. I guess, and then he, he gets into a fight with a pimp, and then he gets into a knife fight, and then I come back into the scene, and I fall in love with the preacher, and then he, he, uh, um, I'm seduced, I'm by, seduced Sadie. by Sadie Tums, and then we do an adagio, and then he, he, uh, reforms me, and I'm one of his flock, so I come back out with the white dress and the tambourine, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a whole storyline oh behind it all, yeah, and, uh, he, and then the boogie woogie section, so we got to do all the boogie woogie skill work, and oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So um, it was fun doing his shows, but it was hard work. Did you guys choreograph your own stuff or was that yeah. choreographed for you? Yeah, we do no. all of our own choreography. So you did your own in there? Yes and no. We did, uh, we put together the, our own little section. Okay, this is the, the, you're dancing with the chorus here. Now here's the chorus and we need 32 counts of something from you. So we'd put together the 32 counts and then Jerry would approve it. Right. Like okay. that. And, and we show him stuff and, and Jerry would approve, you know, pretty much all the way through. But Jerry started out as, you know, choreographing. He says, oh, what can we do here? And then we said, well, blah, 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 blah. okay. And he'd say yes or no. Right. Right. So in the beginning, we worked together with Jerry on the choreography. But then eventually, James and I, we developed enough skill work where we could just choreograph for ourselves. And yeah. that's our hour show together. Well, when we went to work with Muller Knapp, and uh, Catnap was, was her, you know, affectionate name. Uh, she asked me for a list of all the lifts. So, I, you know, I wrote down those like 26 to 28 different lifts we did at the time. And uh, she was, okay, good. And then she, we came into uh, do rehearsal to choreograph. She goes, let's start out with the wheel. And I went, uh, no. no. <laughs> That's one, of our, that's one of our big lifts. If we start off with all the big stuff, where, where do we go? Nowhere but downhill. We got to start start easy, and if we do something high, we need to do something low, and we have to we have to build. We have to go up and down, up and down, and you know, and build till you finally get to a, a couple of really big lists at the very end to you know to build the number. And so that's when we finally put our foot down with with choreographers and went, okay, from now on we're just doing our own stuff because they don't know they didn't know how to choreograph a team. 
that, that's well, you had, yeah and you had said uh kathy when we were talking earlier like a lot of times like you do a lift you pull away you do something else and you do a lift right. but you guys have made it where it continues like, which you need yeah. to know like body mechanics so obviously how much you work together well, if, if some in and out of lifts yeah, yeah. so we did it we did it you can look at it it was lifts with dancing or it was dancing with lifts in it whichever way you look at it but we it was a dance number that happened to have lifts. It's more the way we approached it. Right. Yeah. And we've seen other teams. Just like tricks. To the music and we, we, musically, you have to allow your skill work or your, your, your technique or the, the choreography matches the music, you know. And, and you were on point for most of these, right? Yeah. I, I worked on point the whole time. Wow. How did your body do with years of this? Well, it was real good until we got on the ships and the, with all the listing, working on yes. all the ships, all the listing and the, the terrible stages that we had to work on. Your body takes a toll, but, you know, we were still young enough at that time, I was young enough at that time, that my body would recover. Yeah. Um, and, of course, I always kept a good diet, lot, plenty of rest. Um, and That's a very demanding, very demanding yeah. to do and I, I was telling you like worked, I worked for Gina and Ryan I worked on at sea legs but it was I was on the small ships when that thing rocked it was like you watch the audience sway but I just remember like going in the country western number to a cartwheel and then the floor would all of a sudden be way lower than you thought or you'd go like I remember doing pike jumps and the floor would come up and you'd have like oh like you'd hit I remember one time the ship listed and we were going to do at the end we called a quaw one and a half down people call it a double down but it's not a double rotation it's one and a half Okay. For that position. Yeah. So I'd pull, well, I came to come into the lift to do the quaw and the ship listed and I didn't go up. So I just looked at the audience and I went one more time and I, <laughs> and I came back in and then the ship listed the other way and I flew up. I mean, it was like, oh yeah, it's like you really are at the mercy of the stage. Yeah. And you said it was raked. And that's, again, that's another element because I had a hard time doing it without partners, without lifts. It was just what like, you would be in the kind of sway this way and your partner all of a sudden is too close. But to be up in the air sounds right. a, a little scary. To try to do fuetes or finger turns on a raked stage while it's listing or pitching. <laughs> you can, we they should the give inaugural, trophies for that. <laughs> we're on the inaugural cruise for two years, the first two years of the Grand Princess when it came out in, in 98, I think it was. Yeah, it came out in 98, and we stayed on it until 2000. And one time, we were out, we were out at sea, and the cruise director came on and says, the, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, you're supposed to see this show, Glamour, blah, 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 but it, it's moving too much. The ship is moving too much. It's too dangerous. For the dancers. It's too dangerous. So instead, we have the tailors. <laughs> they put, what? They put, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that makes they no sense much. at all. <laughs> no, none. But we got when I, oh my god! Because I feel like a lot of times, because I remember the audience would list with you, so they don't oh. know how much you're moving because they're also moving, right? And right. so, like, I think when, like, when you see a stool or something roll, because we were out in a couple like post hurricane things, like y'all just do the show. And I remember, like, sometimes there's like, because we had a very show cast, a slow what small cast, like ten people. But sometimes there's like eight people in the audience and like, just like why, why are we doing this? Like the, <laughs> the jeopardy of the, of the dancers and injury and the people are turning purple, like not trying not to throw up there in the audience. I'm like this, yeah, let them just go home. What was awesome no. is what was really cool was before we started doing the cruise ship industry, um, we were able to do dinner theater work. 
in uh, Boca Raton and also in oh. Key West. So we got to sing and do comedy and develop characters. And that's, it was that that made us start developing our own act, our own show. So we had an hour variety show of ourselves. And that's why they would hire us on the cruise lines because on formal nights, when they didn't have a, when they were in between production shows, trying to yeah. build a new one, they would bring us in to do the formal night because we had a little bit of comedy. We had adagio, we had a tap number, we had singing. We had, it was a song and dance comedy act. Yeah, it was a husband and wife song dance comedy act. That is so smart because it just feels like you, you can say, we do this, we can be in your show this way. And also if you're married, like, do you, did you guys spend a lot of your time creating together or like yeah. business is business or was it part of your whole everything? Oh no, we everything? just were constantly creating new things. Wow. And a lot of mistakes would happen on stage. And that's how we de developed a lot of the comedy. <laughs> yeah. So things would go wrong. And so we just said, hey, let's make that work again. You know? Yeah. yeah. What a fun, I mean, just because I feel like with you, with some jobs, you need to leave that at, at work. Don't bring that home. But if you're around each other and you're create, because a creative mind doesn't just work at a nine to five frame. It's like sometimes like in the middle of the night or when you get like. In the middle of the night, on I a roll. dream about choreography and I'd have to wake up and write it down. <clears throat> yeah how how long did you like from your first thing at MGM until you retired which wasn't that long ago what how long was your career where you guys were still we working together professionally 38 no I don't know 40 no 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 no, no. <laughs> no. Well, I don't know it was like I think total total 33 years uh, together that's still amazing that's amazing that your body could do it that long and that your marriage, like you seem like you like each other still, as far as I can tell on the screen here. Like, it feels like that would be a definite test. Of, well, it started to agree to disagree. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We met each other in 78 and but we weren't dancing together. We didn't start dancing together until actually until um, 80. But, and we stopped in, in 2010, but that's still... 30 years actually dancing together and a couple of years of dancing professionally before that. Right. Yeah. As, as a life of a dancer goes, we've had a pretty long life. Yeah. Did you work constant? Did you always have work? Yeah. Yes, that, so that alone it, is amazing too. It was, really... it was one of the reasons why we put together our own act was that we did the show in the Bahamas and some friends of ours said, you need to do musical comedy, musical theater. And so they introduced us to Jam McCart in Florida and we went over and, and got into her show and then we're doing Brigadoon and do one stupid little lift that was nothing and the house just broke into applause <laughs> whereas you do it in the cabaret setting and they go yeah what's next show us something more you know <laughs> oh my god that's, that's really thought, interesting we thought wow we really like this but how many you know the you have to be a show for uh margin gower champion that, that type of a thing, the show that would require. So if there wasn't that show being going on someplace where they could use a dance team, well, then we needed something to do. So we put together our act. Right. In the meantime, while we're doing that, Tim and Lizzie had put together or helped put together a team. It was, uh, what was her name? Uh, Pam Cook and Sean Cronin. And they were in Paris uh, working. So a team that we helped put together, Tim and Lizzie helped put together another team that was leaving and said, we needed somebody else. So Tim and Lizzie called us up and said, would you like to go to Paris? I said, well, I didn't really want to go. You know, we our act is just starting out and we're, we're taking off, but we wanted to go to Europe. So we thought, 
it's a Don Arden show. Let's what the heck? Let's let's just go over. We wound up in Europe for six years. Yeah. At the Lido de Paris, or did you no, do two and a half years at the Lido? Yeah. Almost three years, and then we left there to go to Mallorca, Spain, and but just doing our act. Yeah. Oh my God. So we did our act for three seasons in Mallorca, Spain, and then the off seasons we did um, we did uh, Scala Madrid for a little bit. We did TV shows where they're in in Italy and Madrid and and Paris, and and then after we finished um, after we finished Spain, we went to Vienna and did a couple months in Vienna, a couple months in Berlin, and a couple months in Stuttgart. And it was during that time. Uh, that we decided we have to go back to the United States because my, my father uh, had become basically quadriplegic after a quadruple bypass. He wow. had suffered a stroke and we thought, you know what, it's time to be closer, closer to Closer to family, yeah. So we yeah. came back to the United States and we were, we were doing shows in, um, you know, for Harry Blackstone Jr., the magician, and also like Atlantic City, we do, booked our own act in there. And one time driving through, I dropped off a tape at Andy Williams uh, theater in Branson, Missouri, and also the Welk Show and Bobby Vinton's. And Bobby Vinton had the Glenn Miller Orchestra, which we thought was perfect because we did a tour with the Glenn Miller Orchestra up in Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin, one time that I forgot to even mention that. And I thought, <laughs> well, that'd be perfect. And Andy Williams is what called, called us up and said, you know, we want you to swing by and uh, talk about it. And so we want you, he said, we want you in the show, but we also want you to do be the leads and a couple of chorus numbers as well. So, and sure, we, that's basically what we did. So we, we did our own show within his act and then we did within his show to give him time to change and a break. And then we did bumped up a couple of his chorus numbers for him. And then that led to the European tours. But on his off season, that's when we connected up with the cruise industry because Andy would close right after, like in December or end of October and then would reopen January. Yeah, we'd January. swore off cruise ships for 11 years after the Norway. We yeah. did, we're never doing that again. No, that yeah. was, <laughs> but then, but then this guy from Crystal Cruises sees the show and says, oh, we have to, we have to talk. You have to come out. And then we said, oh, no, we're not doing it. You know, no, it's not like that. Things have changed. Please. He goes, please just do this show for me. Do it one time. Do this show for me. I promise you, you will be treated different. You will love it. I promise you. And okay, well, so we we did a we did a uh, it was a Crystal Symphony from San Diego to Hawaii, and we'd never been to Hawaii before, so that sounded promising. We thought at least we'll get to see Hawaii, and we went out and we did we did our show one night on the on the ship and was well received, but it was like a six star cruise line. And we didn't sleep in a little, we slept in that's very right. nice passenger cabins. Whoa, that's very <laughs> different. Yes. <laughs> and when you went to dinner, all the waiters are lined up with white gloves and they escorted you in one at a time. And, you know, I trailed behind feeling like some kind of a third wheel behind Kathy and the, the waiter. <laughs> and the food was uh, impeccable. It was kind of like a reward for all of the years of trying to climb that ladder yeah. all the years of sweat and tears right. you know, bruises finally it was yeah. you know, finally we were being rewarded for our work if yeah it feels very so, honoring yeah. like okay you this is the, yeah. the place you probably should have been a long time ago because yeah. well now we work also, one night and we're paid for a whole week and I oh went, that's nice oh, I, like, 
I like this a lot more. Our, our body gets it even even though when you, the ship is moving, you wake up the next day feeling like a truck has hit you. You have seven, eight, ten days to recover. To recover. And um, you know, was that the first time you've ever rested in your life? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, uh, pretty much. So it, it felt like um, you know we started working out more again too because you know I got nothing else to do on the ship, so I'm gonna yeah. work out out work out work out work out but the ship work actually extended our career yeah i, I feel yeah yeah you're normally yeah. doing two shows a day six days a week on land yeah and your body can only take so much that was one of the reasons why we had to leave the lido two shows a day six days a week there was just nothing left of me well german i was, I was yeah. exhausted germany and austria we worked seven days a week yeah there was no days off so yeah. we did six months no days off yeah the fact that, that you, was, your career is that, that long with what you guys did is actually, do you have both, all your body parts are still in, because I have two hip replacements yep. and I felt like in a low holly, we're like, oh, double hip replacement, me too. Oh, oh no, I had the double hip replacement. Yeah. I oh, had you did? Okay, join, okay. Did. We're all in the same clothes. Yeah. 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 I think with what you were doing, it's hard to imagine that you're, that anybody's hips can do that, but dance. I figure even like some of the stuff like, like tiller line, I think most, you know, we do so much on the right leg and we get out right. of balance. And if you're doing lifts, I'm sure you can balance as much as you can, but one leg tends to like kind of get to do all the stretchy fun stuff and the other one gets to- Liz Larkin and I were laughing about it because we realized, you know, when we would do some of the same skill work um, and I would do the flambeau standing on the chest, I'd do the flambeau on the right side, which is my right leg. And I would do my illusion in the adagio on my right leg. So it was my right leg that I had to, my right hip that I had to have fixed first, same as hers. Oh really? Right. I, yeah. But we were we were attributing yeah. it to the skill work that we did time and time and time again that caused us to have to have these hip hips redone. So she had a hip replacement also. Oh my gosh, Jerry Tasson had two hip replacements. There's a big club. Oh, and I'm I sure. remember talking to people after I had my was it my second one? Yeah, it was my second. But people like say, oh, once you have it done, you'll say, why did I wait so long? And then because exactly. I think well, I might be done dancing. Walking was hard, and now I'm like dancing again. It's like it's anyone who's thinking about getting hip replacement strongly recommend it that you can get your, uh, get your so hips dancing. done. Well, I haven't re had anything replaced yet, but I've grown a second stomach just in case. <laughs> Oh, my laugh was too loud for that one. Oh, my gosh. I'm joining you on that as well. And so I think it was in the pre, in, when we were talking about, and you guys have star search in the middle of this whole line, right. too. Like, how the heck did that, because I remember seeing you and just going, right oh, my gosh, I know it was, that. It was the first season of star search. Right before we went to Freeport, Grand Bahamas, we were doing star search. Yeah, it was 83, 84. Yeah. And, uh, we sent in our... There's a lot of a lot of things we've learned along the way. So one one is the perfect the perfect rehearsal tape of your show is not good as good as an imperfect tape of a performance with people applauding and laughing. So you can do a perfect stale professional tape, yeah, but with no audience response. Or the band could be off. The you know people standing up and walking in front of this that. But as long as Bravo, you hear that, and a thunderous applause like that, an agent will book you. Wow, <laughs> are we going to keep people happy? But So we kept sitting down tapes to, um, you know, tapes of our, our A routine to star search, and they were being rejected. You need to, you know, do something more uh, up-tempo, uh, this, that, and the other. So we put together a couple other things, and they finally, we, uh, we finally got accepted. 
and we're about we're into our fourth or fifth performance and we needed something else i thought oh we're going to do ice castles routine uh because it's it's set it's ready to go and the the person that booked us the, the dancing her name was michelle beaton from star search like that she goes where did that routine come from that was an, that's the one you rejected girl <laughs> oh my god because it was classical. that was the first routine we sent into you it was, to, it was ice castles yeah through the eyes song. of love eyes of love yeah. yeah and it was slow it was something like when you, when you're watching television what the producers want in hollywood is if you're surfing they want you to catch their eye they want up tempo they want something flashy they want they don't want something classical. at that time michael jackson was it period. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everybody was trying to do Michael Jackson material. Yeah. However, we did beat the Michael Jackson couple on Star Search with our Ice Castles piece. Oh my gosh. Okay. So if we want to see these, we can go on YouTube and look up Kathy yeah. and James. Yep. Okay. Cause I want to see some of your work and I love, and we'll, when we launch this, I'll, I'll post, if you can send me some pictures because the Dodge pictures are just unique anyway. And then maybe some, some links that people can look at to see your work. Cause I, I know because you did so many shows, you've probably got a lot of Bluebell and other people like I love that you started as in the in the Bluebell show with Don Arden and you do another Don Arden show like on this end of it right um we we are going to wrap up here because I, I say this every time and I mean it like I feel like I could go for hours because I, I want I have so many questions it's so fun to reconnect with you um so right now you you have are do you have your studio right now because I know yes. you're in we have our studio here in Beeville uh-huh okay so you're teaching and do any of because it's so different to have the world that we had, there, there was like so many, like all the places you went, like that's, that's not a, a thing anymore. And so for dancers, like we could just say, I want to go to Acapulco. I want to go to Paris. Like there, there was so much work. Right. Do you have dancers that, that aspire to that? Cause I feel like a lot of it, our dancers want to go to LA. Yeah. They want to go work for an artist. They don't even think of the things that, cause they're not around anymore. Thing of where we're at right now. We're in an extremely small town. 55% of the people here depend on some form of public assistance for survival. Yeah. Um, and they don't, they don't understand or realize they can get out. They come, they come and take the classes and so on and so forth, but there's nothing around uh, that, that makes them think that they can go further. And we can tell them, you know, you know, you could make it, you could, <laughs> you could do it, but it's not something that computes in their brains. We do have one that he's trained and she made it into the Corpus Christi Ballet Company. So that was good. Oh, yeah. She got out. We got, we had yeah. one that got out. Yeah. And we have one girl that I would have loved to see to go pro. She was absolutely beautiful. She had Kathy line. Mm. She had Kathy's line. I, I totally understand Kathy's what that means. But, but she, she fell in love. But she decided she wanted to get married and have babies. Well, that's okay. okay. Um, it was okay. <laughs> and right now her younger sister is, is killing it. I mean, she does, ballet and acrobatics and tap and everything and she is just killing it yeah but i don't know i don't know she what's she 13 or yeah, 14, she's 13 13 now yeah and way ahead of where her sister was at that time but i mean if these kids were committed and really loved it and like i did and like right Jane did, if they were committed and really were hungry for it they could get out and do something yeah but it, that's hard to instill in them. I don't don't know what the magic thing. Even even myself, when I was in college, you know, kids would come up to me and says, "You're going to make it. You're going to go all the way." And I was like, "All the way to what?" Uh, even me, it didn't, yeah. it didn't seem like a possibility. I, I just um, I pretty much careened my way into a career. I love, 
I'm like George yeah. Burns. By the time I realized I had no real talent, I was making too much money to change careers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just going back to your story. Like, I want to audition for principal. Like, I don't know who has the balls to do that, to just go right. in and like, I'm, I'm going for the biggest. Right. So as, as we are wrapping this up, one thing I'm thinking of how many people stop dancing because they fall in love. Like, you dance. And I think even like, if you think of some of the women I've interviewed from the 60s and 70s, like you're going to go do that for a little while. And then you're going to settle down and have kids and be a secretary. And there's nothing wrong with that life. I think that's wonderful. But I think for a lot of women, it's like that there's actually a choice. But when you go, okay, now I met someone. So now I'm going to stop dancing. And for you, it sounds like because you met each other, your career like quadrupled everybody's. I was never going to yeah. stop dancing. You know, when I was at the, when I was at the MGM, I was proposed to twice. Not just for a, a green card? Not just for a green card. They really <laughs> wanted me to marry them. They yeah. really wanted me to marry them. And one of them, he said, you come to Siam, Thailand, live with my family. You live like a queen. You, ne you, you have lots of babies and you never have to dance again. And I was like, <gasps> <"There's four>. goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. So if you had not, if you had not, Come in. I'm just thinking like how beautiful your story is that you're both there showing your work ethics by being the only ones there doing your, I said this before, but doing your ballet thing and staying after and working on your lifts. Like you guys were just, you know, if you fell in love and never danced again, it's a beautiful story. But the fact that that opened up so many more opportunities for, to create your, your own thing, you're like, we're going to make our own path. I think that that's so unique. Yeah. And we live together and work together 24 seven it's like doggy years. We haven't been together 30 years. We've been together like a hundred, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's why you like, think people that like, to, that's such a challenge to work and live and be together. And on a ship, there's like nowhere to go. So the nowhere fact, I think you get, a tro you get a trophy for doing lifts on the Norway. You also should get a trophy for staying married and doing <laughs> what you do. Because it's, it's actually like, I can't, you've hit all the challenges that, that would just crush a lot of marriages, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. what, There's... Kathy one time, one time, many times, Kathy said, we never talk anymore. I go, we're always together. What's there to talk about? <laughs> what did you do today? You know everything I know. I mean. <laughs> James would say our cabins are, in the very beginning on the SS Norway, our cabin is so small, you have to go out in the hallway to change your mind. <laughs> yeah, that's, yes. Oh my gosh. Wow. And so... Is there anything like when you look at your whole career, because this is the hardest part to finish, but just as, as a, when you think of your life, because I think a lot of times until we actually do these interviews, people like, oh my gosh, it really was amazing. That stands out as like. Uh, for me, it was standing. It was working for me. I have to say, of course, Europe was wonderful. Um, Paris was wonderful. But working for um, Andy Williams at his theater, the Moon River Theater, the stage was Maple. It was a maple stage. Perfect. Perfect stage. stage. And to stand there in the wings and listen to Andy Williams and watch him sing Moon River live every night. Oh. And to be able to campaign with him after the show and to be able to go on the golf course and kick around with him. That to me was the highlight of my career. Oh, that's beautiful. It was to me one of the one of the most we while we we're in Branson, we met Mel Gibson. Oh and, yeah. And right. a whole bunch of stars while we were there okay and due to Andy but Kathy uh, Regis and Kathy Lee came to town and to tape some shows and this producer there saw us and said we want you to come over uh, we don't have much time we're going to just slide you in we want you to just come out and halfway through your dodge just start dancing so we 
cut the music up and just started <laughs> hat on the halfway through point. And we did it. And afterwards, Regis came over and asked, and this is, you can find this in one of the YouTube clips. You can see this. Regis came over and said, hey, can I do that? Can I lift Kathy? And I said, sure. I'll tell you what, I'm just going to put her in a split lift real quick. And you just, you know, put your hands up next to mine and I'll like that. He goes, really? Like that? So we did that. And no, I, I slowly so. set him down on her and he had her for about a kind of 1001 before she fell off backwards. And he didn't <gasps> know what happened. He thought she, maybe she hit the floor and he turned around and went, you made it. Good. That's a lot of trust there. When we came off stage. This is what, this is the part that got to me. When we came off stage, in the wings, peeking through the curtains, the way I used to do to, you know, the, the, the stars. Peeking through the curtains was Tony Orlando, Bobby <gasps> Benton, and a, a bunch of other stars watching and shaking your hands going, God, that was fab. Where did Andy find you? And, and to Bobby, I just said, he opened his mail. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The first tape that we had delivered was, was to Bobby, Bobby Benton's Benton. theater. He was the first one we delivered. And, but Andy's the first one that contacted us. So it was fate. We were supposed to be there. Yeah. But oh having, all, having all those stars that I grew up with, standing wow. out in the wings, waiting for you to come off stage to shake your hand, that to me was <laughs> like, that, yeah. whoa, whoa, that blew me away. Because I think some people would just be like, I got to see the stars. No, you had the stars appreciating you. That's, that's, that's a whole nother level. Yeah, that well, was just like, oh, oh, oh. And then, you know, then we got to play golf with them too because there was a there was a theater league there. So once a week we're in, at out at the theater league and and drawing straws and choosing up. So you know one time it'd be Glenn Campbell, next time it'd be Charlie Pride. Glenn you know, Campbell. Oh. it was the Lennon sisters. I mean, we had fun. We had, had fun. fun. Your career is yeah, just so team. beautiful. But I still. So we, you're going to come to Seattle and you're going to come Seattle dance with me Seattle. with our two new hips and maybe we'll do the song Titanium. And I we'll love it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, thank you guys for doing this. It was so fun to see your faces again. And you just too. to go, you like, seriously, like when, when people give a compliment and no, have no idea the impact it makes on someone, like but when you had said that, I think my second week in the show, I was like, if Aww. I found my journal, if I, I think I threw it away, I probably burned it. I would take a picture of that to go like Aww. how significant our okay. words and like what we say to our students and things in passing that either will have someone like give up because there's cruel words are said, but there's things that people just say. And I feel like Kathy, you're that kind of person anyway, that just gives. Well, uh, well, and then James, I'm so, I'm so, so glad that you guys met on the stage and your story is so beautiful. So if you're dancing and it's just like a waltz in your kitchen, I hope you guys just keep dancing together forever. It's so beautiful. Oh, thank you. Thank you so, so much. Thank you all. Take care of yourself and all right. uh, keep dancing. Be safe. Yes, okay. you too. Lucy, you can spark now. <laughs> <laughs>